You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Hello and welcome to Dead Air 23. I hope you all had a great Christmas or December or whatever. Uh, this time we're talking about Chinese Missiles, 99 Homes, Millionaire Matchmaker, Severance, and some other stuff. Hi, Christina. Hi. Did you have a nice Christmas? I did. Yes. As you well know, you were there. <laughs> yes. Um, did you have a nice Christmas? I did. Did you have a nice nap on New Year's Eve? Yeah. For like <laughs> like four hours. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Woke up in time for midnight. I went. To, so I, I had a nap from 7pm till 11. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 But Is that weird? Not to me. I was laying on the couch the whole time. I mean, I didn't that. miss it. I can't. I was watching something on TV, so yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. When's the last time New Year's meant something to you? Uh, meant something? Like, what? You know, last time you were looking forward to it? Last, yeah. Oh, I mean, never. Okay. I mean, you know, you know go drinking or something. Could do that anytime. Yeah, really you don't have the deal. privilege of it being very hard to find a taxi home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What's our first thing? Um. Yeah. First thing, uh, which I thought that you might forget about. <laughs> I know you just saw it in the list. I uh, just want to share a funny story about something that happened while uh, like during the twelve days. Um, George sitting on the couch. Uh, and often when he's sitting on the couch, like watching TV or something, the dog likes to come stand behind him and put his arms over George's shoulders and mm. then rest his head on top of George's head. Does this all the time. And for some odd reason, one day he did it, was just sitting there and kind of extra cuddly, and then went bleh all over George's head. Vomited. Yes, vomited all over your head and kind of sprayed across the living room floor. Uh, so I've never seen that before. A dog cuddles so hard it gives itself the Heimlich maneuver. Um, it was something else. Yeah, he looked embarrassed about it. He had the good good grace to look embarrassed. He's like, "Don't move! I'm yeah. getting a towel." One of the many reasons why you never want to pluck your eyebrows, you know, because it kept the vomit out of my oh, eyes. Yes, you know, nice and yeah, he really did get you like on the like there. right about where it starts balding. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. That your your grandmother said, did it grow your hair back? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <funny. laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You've got full head of hair. Yeah. So it was, that was amusing. That was I the first pluck. for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was another time that he vomited in a really funny way. Oh, what, he ran remember. into the room and went... <gasps> yeah. I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but we... um. We Welcome were, back. Welcome to Dog Vomit, the show. We were like hugging or like kissing or something in the living room. And if he's in another room and hears that, he gets really like... I hear there's loving excited. in here, excited, and runs into the room, and this one time he did it, and sprints it into the living room from the back bedroom, like, stopped really hard, and then just went, Bleh! across, like, projectile vomited across the living room. That was pretty good. And then acted like nothing happened. Yeah, acted like nothing happened. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I thought they would enjoy it. Yeah. It was amusing to me. It was, yeah. At least you don't have a lot of hair for it to get stuck in, you just went and rinsed your head off, and, you know, I'd be, like, scrubbing for... Ever trying to get chunks. Out. Went and got a piece of bread and, and made myself a nice sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, enjoy that. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess just really quickly before moving on. Last time we were here, it's been like a month, hasn't it? I think mm -hmm. we stopped right before the twelve days. Um, we were talking about having Apple TV Plus, like three months free, 
and not being able to find anything and people made a couple recommendations um, so just briefly, Severance, several people recommended, and we enjoyed it. I liked it. I'm looking forward to season two. I would like to see the second season as well. Yeah, I so. liked Adam Scott in it. Yeah. He was good. Do you want to explain what it is? Um, sure. So, uh, Adam Scott, is that his name? Um, is a dude who goes to work for a company where they, it's been a while now, but they do something to your brain where you are unaware of your life outside of work and the you that's in work is unaware of life outside of it. So it's like, when you're working there, it's almost like you're a separate person and you just like wake up and it's like you just, were just in the office like your whole life. Like they compartmentalize your brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and essentially from the very beginning, it makes it clear that actually what this means is it, it creates a separate person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Who's a separate just person. trapped in work mm -hmm. and then yeah. the, the sort of original person is yeah. outside of work and doesn't know what's going on in work. Mm -hmm. And kind of just get to like live their lives and while the other like person um, is like trapped in work forever. Uh, and it was interesting and weird and I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was well done and um, I thought the way it sort of brought up the, the philosophical question of are you the same person or not? Because you can't remember things. Mm. Was well done. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, it was. It was very important, but it wasn't like, oh, this is very clever. It'd be easy you to know, take was... a weird concept like that and make it like really kooky and like in a way that's not well done. So it was. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it quite a bit. It was good to see John Turturro, the Jesus, and, for a bit. And also, I think we should say that the the company that's doing this. Mm. Um, the work that these people, there's only a handful of people who have this severance mm -hmm. thing. They're doing this weird uh, work where they're like almost selecting random numbers and it's very unclear why, they don't know why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm interested in the mystery, I want to know. Yeah, I hope that we get some kind of uh, answer on that in a second season. It was interesting, they're like, you'll just feel when the numbers are weird. It almost, almost like a, um, like a number puzzle, they're just like lines of numbers. And the bit where the lady, like, Helly. finally gets it, yeah, Hetty gets, Helly. finally get Helly, that's yeah. right, finally gets it to work, and she's like, the numbers, oh, they were weird, they were weird, and, like, freaking out, it's so bizarre, in a fun way. What do you think they're really doing? I don't know, I mean, I have to imagine it's not something super obvious, like, some kind of defense work, or, I mean, maybe we won't find out, maybe it's just there for a sort of metaphor, but I hope we get answers. Yeah. It was interesting. I liked it. Um, yeah. Anything else about that? No, I don't think so. Um, people also said you should check out Foundation. We tried a couple episodes of that and couldn't get into it, so. Yeah. Sorry. The severance I, was good. I would go back to Foundation. I, I barely remember it, but I do remember... We I think we watched three episodes, and... Um, you know, I think it had a lot of problems that a lot of sci-fi has of being you know, very serious, mm. and... Not really, uh, mm, not really as insightful as I'd have hoped. But I did like the idea of this modern society where it's essentially ruled by three people at once who are the same clone, mm -hmm. or clones of the same person. Yeah. And so you have like a, like an emperor in perpetuity. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I might go back to it. Yeah, I might try it again. At some point. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I guess we didn't even put on the list, but maybe just briefly. What did you think of Rebel Moon? 
Uh, we didn't finish it. Yeah, I think we watched. We got to the part where there's a dude flying around on a griffin, and we're like, "Fuck this." Yeah. You don't even remember that, do you? No. That part now. I think you checked out by then. Yeah. We're like, I'm gonna play cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, dreadful. Um. Well, why didn't you like Rebel Moon? Um, the Star Wars killer. That's so laughable. I don't know if they um, said that. They, they it, definitely marketed it as um, Star Wars for grown-ups. And um, this was not for grown-ups. Uh, I mean, my main problem with it is not get, the world doesn't make any sense. Like, th these so the em Empire people are coming to take grain. Travel to another... You have interplanetary travel and you're going to take grain from a little village? I don't know. I, I mean, the, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars now, isn't there? But the original trilogy, the, you know, and Star Wars, George Lucas's Star Wars, like, yeah, it's, it's accessible, but I wouldn't call them, like, childish. Mm. I mean, may, you know, maybe it's... Yeah, it's family-friendly and... Mm. And in Rebel Moon, they have people say fuck. Mm -hmm. And. Oh. Oh. Well, that always, means it's for grown But I don't really. I yeah. didn't feel any more mature than Star Wars. You know, Star Wars. We watched the original three, didn't we? Not long after Rebel Moon again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Um, one thing that Star Wars uh, has in buckets that Rebel Moon didn't have is charm. Mm -hmm. It was charming. Yeah. And pretty funny at mm. times and kind of sweet and mm -hmm. it didn't have any of that it didn't have any personality yeah and it doesn't help when our main character that we're following like begins with all the skills that like luke skywalker had to learn over time mm. like it just was very quick like oh actually i'm a super badass and can you know beat up 20 dudes at once and and then it just now let me give you like 20 minutes of exposition about my backstory i, I don't care Where's the... Is there going to be an arc here? Or... I don't know. The exposition was probably my biggest complaint, to be honest. Um, because it felt like there was so much of it. Like, you know, Star Wars... Yeah, you get the little title scroll at the beginning. Just a little brief setup. And then it's show, not tell. The rest of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this was all tell. Um, interspersed with some like really badly done slow motion at like the most random places that made no sense you know slow motion over like you should almost do it like to do that properly do it like if you were reading a comic book the panels that are drawn are like very dynamic are the ones that you see and that's where the slow motion should come in this is just my opinion but it was like the most random shit it was literally like South Park um, the one, like, 300 episode, where it's like, I'm making coffee, Burn! I'm pressing an elevator button. <laughs> like, why? What's, am I supposed to think this is dramatic, or, I don't know. Yeah. It was awful, we didn't finish it. No. Did you like the robot? Uh, that we saw for, like, five minutes, played by Anthony Hopkins, I guess. I mean, voiced by Anthony Hopkins. Voiced by Anthony Hopkins, yes, I guess. Can I say one other thing? I really wasn't no. planning on talking about this. Well, it's happening. Um... What was with random blurry stuff in corners of the screen? Um, I don't know uh, how that was added, but um, I, I guess for like 20 years or something, there's a, a lens or a set of lenses you can use where it's almost like an add-on front of the lens. I'm not describing it properly. It's uh, So as well as having depth of field, um, 
in terms of depth, you can also blur things in terms of its horizontal position too. Mm -hmm. um, okay. They've been around for a while. I had mm -hmm. a friend who like was like, you're like one of these. It's like, no. Mm -hmm. Fucking novelty. Mm -hmm. Crap. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, so that's the how, potentially. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe. Why? Uh, why? Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, an artistic... You know, why Why anything? Why have Why have the tripod five feet and not four feet? I mean, it was a choice. Mm. Yeah, I get you. I just... There seemed to be no purpose to it. In the sense, it, it was really distracting. We'd get, like, this kind of wide shot... I'm specifically thinking of one where the robot, robot Anthony Hopkins is talking to like a girl by like a river and then they do like a wide and they, you see robot kind of down by the river and then the girl is standing next to him and her face is blurred out. Yeah. And just my eye goes there immediately and like I can't even focus on what else is going on because... You know, I, I wouldn't even start to think about what his intentions were. On those lines, what were the what were the intentions of Rebel Moon? Um, Star Wars is really popular. I wish it, I wish something I made could be as popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he was like Star Wars is really good, but it didn't really get the point across. Mm -hmm. it, what was the point of this? What like big evil evil empire evil empire sends an admiral down to negotiate for grain? An admiral, yeah. A, a yeah. thirty-year-old admiral. Yeah, just you know. Just childish. Yeah, didn't get it. I didn't hate didn't, it. Just I kind of hated it a little bit, but not enough to keep watching. Like sometimes you hate something, and it's like I'm just like fascinated, and I must know more. But it was like oh, I just can't, dude. I just can't. Especially, like I said, I think you had checked out by then. But they go to find some dude <laughs> to ride a griffin, and then he's like riding this griffin, and it's going like a hundred miles per hour. Through, but his it's not hair, griffin, it's griffinox. Whatever it is, but. His hair is just like limp, and then he jumps off the griffin and is running next to it, and his hair is flowing behind him like you'd expect. Like, just distracting. It's because it's a moon, it has a very low atmosphere, so... Mm, I see. Yeah. So, be, so you know, like, get, you only need to get up like 2,000 feet, he goes, <gasps> and then he's in... It's like mm. space. He's like Felix Baumgartner mm, falling to... Yeah. Oh, okay, well... I retract my statement. Yeah, silly. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like I said, I hadn't even planned on talking about that, but it just occurred to me, wasn't that shit? <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it, it, just to sort of say it again, it it wasn't even shit. It was. It was very boring. Yeah. For the most part, and um, like I definitely saw a lot of people talking about like comparing it to Star Wars. And while we were first watching, I was like, well, I don't know really if that's a fair comparison. But then as it went on, I could see why. Um, like, yeah. And here's our Moss Eisley scene, you yeah. know, with just a different shot of different aliens. And we're like, yeah. I, I've, we've done this. I've oh, seen this before. Yeah. And better. And better. Yeah, yeah, Moss Eisley's charming. With like little freaking like werewolf masks on. And it was better. Like Halloween costume stuff. <laughs> Bocchini! Yes, it was better. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely helps like just... You know, Star Wars being so old just kind of adds to the charm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for something that came out, you know, in 2023, it's like, I don't know. Is that 50 years after Star Wars? Oh, God. Uh, I guess that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Cultural just, uh, progress. 
Yeah. Anywho. Well, yeah, expensive shit. Mm. Um, okay, so... It all is. Moving on, I guess. You want to talk about Chinese missiles? Oh, uh, yeah, just briefly. Um, I read something today. It's unverified because it's obviously about Chinese national defense. Mm. And it's from... The information's from the State Department, so who knows. But apparently... Uh, President Xi of China has recently said, I think, you know, a few days ago has said that uh, one of his big goals moving forward in 2024 and beyond is, uh, as he said before, restructuring and rebuilding the Chinese military. But also it's emerged there's a lot of corruption in the Chinese military um, where they found a number of missiles that don't have missile fuel in them, but rather just water, mm -hmm. which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh dear. So. That was it. I just thought that was very funny. Yeah, that's amusing. Yeah. And there was a story I read recently, uh, which I don't know if it's true or not, but about an American bomber during World War II that got hit numerous times by anti-aircraft shells that didn't explode. And then when they went back to base and landed, um, they took these shells apart and found that they'd been made probably by slave labor in Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. And there were notes inside that just said, sorry, this is the best we can do. Sorry, this is the best we can do now. <laughs> That's amusing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of chatter about like, oh, China's got its eye on Taiwan mm -hmm. and stuff. Do you have any thoughts on that? Is that real? Not really. I mean, haven't they been saying that for like decades? Yeah. Um, which maybe it's been the case for decades. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. you know, what a waste of time anything like that would be. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, reason does not always prevail. Yeah. Fair enough. So. I mean, I suppose if you think about it, like, uh, you know, after the First World War, 1919, it was all prelude to World War Two. You could argue that from 1946, we've been in the prelude to World War Three. Mm. you know. We're always in the prelude to something. Such is the nature of time. Yeah, another thing as well I read about uh, China, and again, take it with a grain of salt, but um, their population's kind of uh, really collapsing. Oh yeah? Yeah, even from last year, their uh, birth rates are down big time. Okay. Yeah, they're not replenishing their population. Mm. It's obviously not the only place that that's happening. Mm-hmm. But um, you would think that the, you know, the country that is and wants to be the workshop of the world mm. maybe would have worried about that before. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Mm. Okay. Fun and games. <laughs> <laughs> well, next. Next. Um, okay, some other garbage we've watched recently. Uh, we got... Uh, it's very negative, this podcast. Well, we... <laughs> We've got a garbage thing, and <coughs> well, I think amusing garbage that we were just watching, and then also something good, so stick around for that. <laughs> um, Millionaire Matchmaker, we watched some of yesterday, which I'd never seen before. And apparently um, I've seen every episode of. Yeah, so it ran from uh, about 2008 to 2015. Yeah. Um, so now is the perfect time to get season two and three on Netflix. And the perfect time to talk about it on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you heard of this new shit? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what's it about? Um, it is about a uh, 
professional matchmaker whose whole thing is hooking up millionaires, whether they be male, female, gay, straight, with prospective, usually not millionaire candidates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, dating candidates, yeah. Dating candidates. Uh -huh. um, uh, in, like, the most sort of uh, disrespectful, meat-grindery way mm -hmm. uh, you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Starring Patty. Patty Stanger. Yeah. Stinger. Uh, who claims to uh, be a third generation matchmaker with a very high success rate, which we do not see in the show at all. It looks like <laughs> one out of 30 maybe continue dating. Um, yeah, but it, it, I mean, not really to defend Patty, but in fairness, I guess she has a lot of people who are normal. Who don't who go on, on the show. Yeah, I would imagine that's the case as well. That you know, you know they pick the most ridiculous ones generally. Um, to be on the show. She charges millionaires, I think, $50,000. That's what she said, yeah. And, um... I mean, there's always to say, I just don't know where to start with this one. Yeah, okay. Um... I'm just wondering what... I heard something from the dog out there. <laughs> Probably knocking tables, legs off and stuff. Excellent, <laughs> starting the blender. Yeah. Um, okay, well... Um, I've got so a place you said to start. it's trash, but we watched like eight hours of it yesterday. We watched like eight episodes. Yeah. Not quite eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we had a good like ten minute discussion after each episode, though. We have a good ten minute discussion like every fifteen minutes of anything we watch. <laughs> Discuss <laughs> the color palette of this shot. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, one place, one thing I think is worth starting with. It's interesting, like this being almost like a little time capsule. Oh, yes, Jay, of, it's a time capsule. Shush. Of reality TV, you know, like I say, like 2008, 2015, I guess the season that we watched some of would have been like 2010 or 11, um, where reality TV has gotten big, but social media really hasn't just yet. So people are really willing to say all kinds of ridiculous shit on TV without like that constant feedback loop from the public. Yeah, um, if it came out now, she'd get called out, and possibly, I mean, I don't know if she'd get, like, uh, what's the word, um, cancelled, mm -hmm. but I think there'd be blowback. Yeah, I think so. Um, she calls like... people trannies, Yeah. Uh, she, calls, she says, you look gay, mm -hmm. uh, there's a really nice guy who is like, I don't really want to have sex on the first or second date, and she's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're latent gay? Yeah, and like, stuff like, that. Like, that. like, what the fuck is that? Like, yelling at women, like, you're fat, and cover your boobs up. Meanwhile, she's got the girls out herself. The girls. Um, you know, like, just yelling at people about how she's an expert, um, even though she's, like, a 40-year-old who, like, has just gotten engaged. She gets extremely thing. jealous yes. of good-looking young women. Yes, constantly telling young women that they're she, ugly. She, and she looks like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. She's got uh, them eyes. Yeah. Um, very weird. Like, it, fascinating. If you want to see, like, somebody be super offensive um, without, like, any kind of blowback, it's kind of fascinating to watch. I mean, there's one where she was, um, she was, like, yelling at this woman. This is a recurring theme where she's telling, like, some women, like, you have a penis. You need to put the penis away because you're being too direct. You're very ambitious. You're too aggressive. Put the penis away. And then, like, the next episode, a dude is like, I want a submissive woman. 
and she's like, you're a chauvinist. Like, he just, you were just telling women to be submissive and you need to turn off who you are once you get home from work. And then she tells nice dude, um, you need to be a hunter. Yeah, you need to be a hunter. Don't, just kiss her, don't ask. And he's, you know. a, I can't remember his name, it's the one with Shauna, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was the best one. But the nice, the nice dude who's, I guess, I guess about 30 and he's very kind of chill. Um, he goes on a date with someone and he's, at the end he's like, you know, she just talked a bit too much. She just, you know, mm -hmm. came on too strong. He was like really introverted and... Yeah, yeah. And, and then she's like, but you can't have, you can't have two subdued people in a relationship. Yeah. It would be, what are you talking about? You need about? to find somebody who's uh, outgoing because you're not. And I, I'm pretty sure like two introverts can have a relationship work. just fine. A la... I'm not an introvert. Mm. No, I am an asocial. You're, you're more like an, an antisocial extra. Asocial. I'm mean, asocial. I'm not antisocial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, fascinating. I mean, the. What was her name? Shauna? Yes. The, I'm like a 45 year old lady, and a 51 year old dude is too old for me, is what I'm thinking of. Yes. That was fascinating. Um, so, like, the setup of the show is like. Okay, um, you're a new client, I'm gonna, like, hold a casting for your potential dates, and then she, like, you know, is mean to these women and, like, wrote someone new. Not always, but there's enough of it that it's fucking weird. Um, and then I'll have a mixer, so you'll come and you'll meet, like, ten women that I've chosen for you, and then you pick a speed date with two of them for, like, ten minutes, and then you pick one for a master date, which is just great on its own. Let's go master date. Um, and then, so she is like, I'm bringing back this old client that I had who, like, only wants to date much younger men. Um, she's like a millionaire lady, like, in her 40s, um, who's a little bit cuckoo. Um, and she sets her up with this, like, nice, attractive, like, 51-year-old dude who, like, sends her a dress the night before their date and goes to pick her up in a limo and seems perfectly nice. Um, and then she goes out and goes to get in the limo and it's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't go out with him. He's like a hundred years old. He's old enough to be my grandfather. He's old enough to be my grandfather. He's like eight years older than her. Yeah, yeah. eight or nine years old. It's so yeah. bizarre. Um, and sad. And sad. Yeah, very sad. Uh, yeah. yeah. But your sadness entertains me. Yeah, I mean, that's the point of it, clearly. That's yeah, the point so, of fucking everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did find it entertaining. I'll probably watch some more later today. Yeah. You know. Is it as entertaining as cheaters? Oh, I don't know. I mean, cheaters, the concept is so much more hilarious, but once you've seen, like, ten episodes, like, you've seen them all, and they just kind of blend together. They do have the killer theme song, though. That's for sure. I, for some reason as well, um, the cheaters theme tune, uh, it's indelibly marked onto my brain, but I can't help but mix it in with cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, cheating is a crime, happens every day, what you gonna do when they come for you, mm -hmm. cheaters? It's very much kind of that era And then when cop, cop sends, the intro to Cop sends, that, that's the specific bit. So, cheating is a crime, happens every day, and then my brain goes, dum 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 Men and women of cheaters are assumed guilty until they're found guilty in yeah. a court of law. The men and women of cheating law enforcement. <laughs> it's like Sharia law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like morality police, like, dropping through. Yeah. And a cheaters is pretty fucking classic, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Well, what did you say on the very first episode? Isn't there um, a series or two hosted by Clark Gable's grandson? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I don't Clark know if we... Clark Gable's grandson? I think we might have gotten to some of those, but yeah, who hosted it for like a couple of years or something, and I don't remember. Something bad happened to him, maybe. Yeah, he was on Cheetahs. I thought that he like killed himself or something. After that. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been all of six months since we've talked about that. So. Okay. Okay. Well, with um, Millionaire Matchmaker, yeah, it's total trash. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Um, but it's entertaining. And yeah, the episodes that are on Netflix right now, which probably won't be there for long. Seasons two and three, so 2010 and 11... Mm-hmm. And you can tell, you know, there's various things that date it, like people are using Blackberries and things. Mm-hmm. But it, like you said, it's mainly just how, um, un, what's the word? How, they're, not, they're not worried. Yeah, I was How they're say, not worried. Unaware or uncaring, um, of anything. It's interesting because this morning when I, um... I went to wrote down. To wrote I went down. to wrote down. I went to wrote down the dates for it. Um, so I just like looked at the Wikipedia, um, and then it, I kind of came across uh, Google reviews for it from like the last just few days, like a bunch of them. Because it's on Netflix. I, they must have added it recently. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'd have seen it, and I'd have been like, ooh, ooh, ooh. "Let's watch this." Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm sure you would have. Um, so that was fascinating, just seeing like the reaction. Of people who have like just watched it presumably for the first time um all of them are just like that lady is such a bitch <laughs> she's so cruel to people for no reason and homophobic and you know transphobic and yeah it, it's interesting very much so yeah um so full of herself and like jealous like just cruel yeah to, to some of these people I think what I would say as well is, yeah, it's in that sweet spot of reality TV, but not the social media blowback mm-hmm. to let people know, like, we can see that you're garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. But also, like, it's tempting to watch it. And she says the, I mean, she doesn't say, like, she is transphobic and homophobic, but it's it's all, um, it's never, like, super direct, mm-hmm. um, although it's obvious. It's yeah. It's all... You know, kind of like, you know, shitty. Yeah, um, but yeah, where it's a offensive, um, or it's it's an offense to, like, you want to. I don't know. It definitely is like of a different era, even though it wasn't that long ago. Where right. if you don't like somebody, you're like, "What are you gay?" And like, I just is that meant to be offensive? I don't know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you know, it's tempting to watch it and be like, "Wow, that was a different time." Was that only 15 years ago? 14 years ago? Mm. But I don't think it was. I think she's yeah, pretty out there. Maybe it was received the same way then. You've, yeah, but, yeah, but then know. you've only got people in variety writing about it rather than anyone mm. on Twitter. Yeah. Anyone, you know. Nothing, yeah, nothing's going, like, viral on Twitter. Yeah, or, maybe. Yeah. Um, would you recommend? Uh, if you like uh, Trash TV, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that too. If you like trash TV and you already have Netflix, it could be worth checking out a few episodes um, if you like that kind of shit. I mean, I wouldn't recommend, you know, postponing your wedding to watch it or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend like sitting down and watching it. No, it's definitely something you want to like have on in the background while you're like playing a good game or something. Moving the ceiling or whatever it is people do. Or, yeah, painting your house or some shit. Um, yeah. Anything else about that? Uh, yeah. Um, you know they've yeah it's a reality TV show where they've obviously tried to show a lot of very weird people, but quite a few of the millionaires and the prospective people are quite nice. Yeah, they are, definitely. You know, they, you do get mad ones and, like, really vile ones, like mm. Mr. Fucking British Producer. What? Yes, I knew you were going to say the producers episode. I'm a, yeah, Mr. I'm a British producer. Uh, I made Stigmata, which was at the top of the charts when it came out, and also The Fog. Um, and then also the guy who's like, I'm a successful film producer, um, and like he has, doesn't have an IMDb and his website isn't active. You said he does. We found we found loads of. Oh, we did find um, some stuff, but there was a lot of like missing links and shit. Um, and he'd been he'd been in an actor in things where he was like police officer number two. Yeah, he produced two things in two thousand and nine. One of them star starring Buster Rhymes. Yeah, which was the biggest name yeah. attached to him. Yeah, which it wasn't a big film, but like you look at it on IMDb. Okay, that's a proper film. Mm -hmm. Like, so how come he did that, and then in 2015 he's playing Police Officer 2? Yeah, and then... I don't get it. In Yeah, and also in, I guess, like, 2011 um, was going on, like, I'm looking for a woman who will be in the kitchen cooking for me while I'm watching football. I really believe in men and women's separate roles, and I want a subservient woman, like, with a straight face. And, and then he picks a girl for a date, and the date he takes her on is we're going to take a bath together with champagne and roses and shit. We just met like an hour ago. And then we're going to have dinner in a hotel room with rose petals on the bed right next to the bed is where we're going to eat dinner. And I've ordered dinner for us and it's liver. Do you like liver? No. Do you? No. Mental illness. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, he 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 was gross. But the... he was one of the grossest one I've seen on any episode. So oh, well, I think the, yeah. the British producer was worse. He was gross too. He was like a pig in a it was, suit. It was a close thing for me. They were both pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. But then there I mean, are maybe nice it's people. maybe it's the accent. I don't know. But there's something about the the about upper upper class British people who not all of them or anything, but who are very self-confident, where it's mm -hmm. just like, my god. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You need a reality check. Mm -hmm. But then there are nice people. Mr. I'm an accountant, who seemed really nice. Neither of us were expecting to watch that episode coming away going, poor Jimmy D. Yeah, poor Jimmy I D. was not expecting to think poor Jimmy D. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, he had a gondola ride waiting ready. Yeah, and... he planned a nice dinner. And then his date shows up absolutely hammered and goes and throws up a steak and passes out in her hotel room for like an hour. She didn't throw up a steak. That's what she said. Yeah, but yeah, he took her to um, a poker game because mm -hmm. he's into poker. Yeah. And then he he does a hand with her. Mm -hmm. They win. He bought in for each of them for $50,000. Yeah, they win. So he's like, yeah, great. All right, so do you want dinner? Be quiet. Do you want dinner? My friend's a chef. Yeah, he'll cook us a private dinner. Should we take a break? Perhaps we should. We could wrap up just poor... What's his face? Poor Jimmy D. 
Poor Jimmy D. He, he, yeah, he says to this woman, like, go upstairs and get changed if you want. I'm gonna go upstairs and get changed. Separate bedrooms and everything. My friend's a chef, works in this hotel or whatever. He's gonna make his dinner. And then he goes up, like, an hour later, like, I've been waiting for you. And she says, I ate a steak and threw up. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, did I say it was like 8 or 9 o'clock? And she's like, I thought we were going to dinner later. And, um, yeah. And wouldn't let him in the room. Or the camera crew in the room, which tells me there's probably smack. Like, like you said, an open mini fridge door <laughs> and bottles empty all over the bed. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Poor Jimmy D. He seemed like he was trying to become a better dater. So. But then, like a player, he's like, "Okay, so we. <laughs> yeah. I, I got this girl in. I flew her into Las Vegas. Yeah. Did did a round of cards for like ten, a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. All right." Uh, went to get her dinner. She stood me up because she's drunk. Mm -hmm. um, I'll call someone else. And 10 p.m. that night, he's yeah. on a different date with different someone day, else. Yeah. And also the girl, the drunk girl, is like, well, can I keep the money that we won? Yeah. They, you know, it was his money that he betted. Very weird. Um, yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah, and it cuts to those two, like, professional poker players who he's with, and they're, they're not drunk at all. Yeah. <laughs> given the side eye. There's a lot of people not understanding other people's facial expressions in the show, is something I've noticed. There's the one dude who's like so obnoxious and he goes on his... Yeah, they did it differently that time. Climo, shut up! Oh. Well, I guess we are taking a break. Somebody's okay. outside. Five minutes later. Uh, yeah, so I guess just to end off the millionaire matchmaker, um, her advice is generally pretty obvious and not always very good. Mm -hmm. But one of the things she does say, which is true to these people, is you want a millionaire, you want a twenty, a hot twenty-year-old uh, who has her own business and is a, not a gold digger, and, and will be devoted to you, a forty-five-year-old gross fat dude. Yeah, and is a is like a model and a member of Mensa, like has to be very intelligent as well, and yeah, um, and also. Submissive. Submissive and will, you know, her life will revolve around you. Um, yeah. And, uh, so that's pretty, that's pretty decent advice, you know, like, try to be realistic a little bit, you know. Having a million dollars in Southern California isn't, you know, gonna guarantee you, like, you're gonna date, I don't know, like, Cindy Crawford in the 80s or some shit. Um. Yeah. But... And yeah, uh, just to like finish the point that I made there before, my mom showed up. <laughs> She's always that was the up. point. Your mom showed up. She's always showing up and like I made cookies for your husband. Yeah. You don't give him enough sugar. Yeah, you don't. George, I bought you a cake. <laughs> yeah. um, I ate my body weight in chocolate over. Oh day. my god, the amount of sweet stuff we had over. Anyway, over Christmas, yeah, uh, and sent home with all kinds of shit. Um, there was there was the one episode where it was the gay dude who is like, I'm really, I have like an eco-friendly clothing business. Oh yeah. And um, they did it a little differently where he was gone, he went to like dinner with three, her three picks and they her were all selects. together. Her three selects, that's right. Um, and 
like all three, he's being so obnoxious and all three of them, like the dude in the middle especially, he's like taking a drink and he's like, like looking over the rim of his cup at him with like, this guy's an idiot. And then she pulls dude aside, the guy, the millionaire guy, and is like, you, you're being weird, you know, stop doing this. And he's like, they all are into me. Yeah. And like, just a real lack of being able to understand other people's facial expressions is a recurring theme that I notice. Yeah. Oh, she's super into me. And it's a girl like... <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Anything else about that? No, I mean, it, it's trash, but it's uh, it's good trash. It's, you know, there's a, a plethora of freaks. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more, like, boring trash along these lines like reality dating like bachelor stuff all of that is so dull um so if you're into garbage reality tv from this era i'd recommend it yeah for anthropological reasons i mean kind of that's part of the the amusement yeah you know all right yeah like you're gonna watch it and it's gonna be like hmm this has informed my impression i i, I thought human beings were fucked but but now but now i see that there's hope yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. Yeah. What's next? Or do you um, have any more? No, I got nothing else. Uh, next, something we watched a while back, 99 Homes, a film from 2014 starring Andrew Garfield, Michael Shannon, and Laura Dern. Um, it is set kind of around the time of the 2008 financial collapse and the housing collapse. I think it's just after, isn't it? Like 2010 or something? Something like that, yeah. And uh, Andrew Garfield is... A sort of working class dude, he's in construction, uh, who lives with his mom, Laura Dern, and his son uh, loses his job and they lose their house. Um, and he finds himself going to work for the guy that basically repossessed their house, which is Michael Shannon. Zod. Zod. Um, as he is forever known now. And it, it looked like trash. Yeah. It, you know, it was, I mean, I don't think the title helps, but the actual, on Netflix, the poster of the thing made it look yeah, I was expecting it to be garbage. And it wasn't. Um, it, was, it was pretty decent. It was decent. Yeah. Um, it took itself seriously in a way that was um, respectable and that it could deliver on. Um, you know, when you have a story that is like pretty much a straight drama, you know, there's no explosions and superpowers and stuff to distract you. Um, it's just about, you know, what Andrew Garfield and his family go through after losing their house and then him learning to make money off of kicking other people out of their houses. Um, and it kind of um, smartly weaves in some of the different like scams and problems mm -hmm. that helped contribute to the housing market. Um, uh, like getting, there's, there's like long sequences of him knocking on people's doors where um, it's like an elderly person who's like, I just refinanced and you know, I'm, everything is fine, right? And he's like, no, you know, you refinanced for, and got $5,000 loan, and we're taking your house over that now. And, like, people not understanding the terms of the different contracts and stuff. Um, and then just, like, straight up scam, where Michael Shannon's like, uh, so we'll repossess this house, and then we're going to go in and take all the appliances out, and, like, the air conditioner, and, like, HVAC systems and stuff, and then tell the government that it was missing, like, stolen before we got the house. And then they'll give us money to buy new stuff, and we'll put the appliances right back in. Yeah. Um, really smart how it incorporated a lot of those issues into, like, a, a g genuinely good, in my opinion, just dramatic story about a family. So, I was surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. 
All right, let's just take a little break. Okay, so uh, here is the one and only ad break in this Dead Air 23. You might not get an ad, uh, but you might. We're sorry about that. Um, we need money. That's why it's in there. Yeah? yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, I think that's fine. Alright, what's next? Right, that next. was a good ad, wasn't it? Yes. I need one of those. Or several. Yeah. Um, it's like a colonoscopy ad. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, 99 Homes was good. Anyway, that's the end of that. I checked that out. Um, next, Cyberpunk DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been playing the Cyberpunk DLC for Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's It's decent. I got it on sale. Uh, and I have enjoyed Cyberpunk and I enjoy the DLC. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, typically around, like, the sort of Christmas area Steam sales, we usually each get, like, something for kind of our Christmas. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you got the new DLC. And, uh, you said that, um, you ended up restarting, like, starting a new game. Yeah. Right? Cause yeah. Because you, you beat it before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you started a new one, um... So that you could like see it organically how the DLC came into play and uh, turned out good, I guess. Yes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So now now you've got my gears turning. I'm remembering. I've got stuff to say about this. Yeah. One of the interesting things as well was I don't think it was after the DLC. I think it was after like the two point one patch. Um, the game or my version of the game or whatever has more bugs in it now. Mm. Not really bad bugs, no game-breaking, quest-breaking bugs, but, like, I've slipped through the floor mm. mm -hmm. several times okay. where I've looked up. I've had crashes to the desktop several times. Mm. I've had all sorts of fun minor bugs that I didn't have before. Like, I'll call my car, and it'll just drop from the sky. Almost like stuff the, like that. Like, it sounded like it had like loads of bugs on release that were along those lines. Yeah, um, I didn't play it on release. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't. Um, it would seem pretty ironed out by the time you started it last year. So I guess you know, it was just introduce more bugs with the DLC. Yeah, and there there are bugs I've never had before. Like I'll kill someone, and then they won't die. They all die, but they'll just stand there. Mm-hmm. And they won't fall. Any T poses? Um, no. No T poses, but there were that loads of times there'll be someone on the floor wounded, and I'll shoot them, and then they'll stand up to die. Right, and I things see. like that. Okay. Um, but I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, What's the story? The story is bananas. I, I've not completed it yet. Okay. Uh, the story is uh, there's a part of Night City called Dogtown, which is kind of like Escape from LA a bit. It's like an independent enclave that has its own rules, the police can't go there, and they bring down the president's spaceship, mm -hmm. and it's you and basically Hillary Clinton, H-Dog, like, like fighting all these mercenaries, and she's in like a, like a spandex suit with mm -hmm. a gun, like shooting at people. It's, it's very fun, it's very stupid. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, you know, and because and it's uh, open world as well, I've got this super important mission, way more important than the the cyberpunk main story. Okay. I've got to save the president, right? But now, because it's a game, 
it's like, okay, so I've done the mission where the pre I've got the president out of the spaceship and she's now hiding in an apartment. And I'm like, i got to go and check on my friend Judy. Mm -hmm. And maybe gamble a bit. See you in a bit. Mm -hmm. it just, it's just funny to me that yeah. you can do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can, but... Okay, cool. You know, the whole Skyrim thing of like, yeah, there's a dragon and i got to deal that, with that out, but I want to pick some posies. Yeah. 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 I need to gather some Luna Moths. <laughs> yeah. Luna Moths. I mean, I like to play Skyrim where I don't even activate the dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just roam around. Yeah. Causing trouble. A number of playthroughs where I at least didn't start the main story for like a long time. Yeah. Um, just because it's a good game. It's so, so much to do. You know, the side missions can really be distracting in a good way. Yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it adds some new elements which are pretty disappointing. Mm -hmm. It adds like a relic system which isn't the same as your other level, level up stuff and it's just like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. not great. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the level cap is 60 and I'm level, I didn't realize there was a level cap, I'm level 60. Uh, and it was like, oh, I kind of wanted to get this V to be like a god in everything. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the even on very hard, the game is easy. Mm -hmm. And especially as you level up, like I have 20 in net running and I'm basically a fucking wizard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kill yourself, kill yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Now, the that 60 level cap, mm. was that... It was 50 before. Okay. I gotcha. Right. So they expanded it with the DLC into yeah. 60. Okay. But you didn't know it was there. Uh, no, no. And in fairness, you know, I have completed. I'm just into the game. Mm. I've completed every every NCPD side mission. There are no other main side missions in the game at all, apart from like ones in Dogtown. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've I've played the shit out of it. Mm. So it's not like you'd you'd hit that. Sure. You know. How many straight away. hours do you have on it now? Oh, I don't know, because I've, I've had more than one game on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, but the gameplay I've currently... So, the, yeah, the V I've got is 65 hours. Okay. I think. That's pretty good. Yeah, but also, as you know, I'm someone who likes to start a game, press pause, and then go and do something else. I know. My um, Steam hours played is also, like, highly inaccurate. There's a lot of waffling yeah. going on. The difference there. between a game being open and a game being played. Yeah. But absolutely. nevertheless... Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And you're, um, and you're still playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you also mentioned you've been playing, um, or at least the other day, you played a little bit of Dyson Sphere. Yep. Dyson Sphere Project. It's a, I think it's a smaller independent game. Uh, I've had it for a, a couple of years, mm -hmm. but they recently did a patch where they added in um, hostile creatures mm -hmm. or hostile machines. Because before it was just uh, a peaceful game. What? Yeah. What style of game is it? Like, what's the? So it's a uh, it's a factory builder, mm -hmm. very like Factorio, mm -hmm. um, you know, or Satisfactory. It, but it's not. It's more like Factorio than Satisfactory. Um, if you've played Factorio before and you ever play Dyson Sphere, it's very similar. The tech tree is very similar, mm -hmm. and everything. But. Um, uh, it's set in space, and there are 64 different solar systems, like, randomly generated. Mm. Each solar system usually has a number of planets, and you go in between planets mm. and ferry stuff, and you have, you know, the ultimate objective is to build a Dyson Sphere around 
any star you want to create energy. It's really fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the combat, it's not finished. The combat system on planets is finished, but in space it's not finished yet. Is it an alpha? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it, you know, it's not, it's definitely not finished in terms of the features, but it's very stable. Mm-hmm. Never had any crashes or anything. It's a complete game, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. And I liked it, you know, I did like it before, but the, the lack of enemy um, kind of limited it a bit. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, impetus sometimes. The same impetus you get in Factorio. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought it was good. I like it. Okay, cool. All right. I like building spaghetti mazes of conveyor belts yeah. and things like that. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. You don't, right? Um, I mean, specifically, like, factory-style games, not really. Um, but, I mean, I like resource management, so it's not really something I've tried very much, so maybe I should. Um, I mean, uh, Factorio, I remember quite a while ago playing, um, like, a Nightmare World, which is, like, a hard world. Mm -hmm. And it was probably some of the most intense gameplay I've had. Like the first like 10 hours of it setting up, like I would have to like stop it and reload from several days ago mm-hmm. in game. Right. Like, oh no, I, I, you know, oh, I've researched this too quickly. I need to just concentrate on defenses and things like that. It was good. Okay, I getcha. Yeah. Cool. What have you been playing on? <laughs> Um, I played Octodad, Dadliest Catch. <laughs> what is um, this I got that on a... It has an amazing theme song, yes. Nobody suspects a thing. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty old. Uh, I got it on the Steam sale for like, I can't remember, like $10 or something. Um, came out in 2014. It was actually, um, technically like a sequel to a freeware game mm. that was out like a few years before that was just Octodad, which I haven't played. Um, but Deadliest Catch, uh, so you play as an octopus that is pretending to be a person. Um, and it's 100% just a game where a lot of the amusement is in the difficulty of the controls. And just the goofy shit that comes out of that. Um, and flushing yourself down a toilet. Yeah, there's, there are a lot of things to discover, like flushing yourself down a toilet to find a secret level. And, um, yeah, it's like, uh, so you, it's an octopus wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not wearing the suit, then people know you're an octopus, which oh. is hilarious. They can tell. Um, or if you, uh, there's like a meter that is like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, like a detection meter. And if it gets full, then you lose. You have to start the level over, um, where people realize that you're an octopus. Um, which mostly comes from like, like trying to reach for a box of cereal on a shelf and then all your limbs just put like flying across the room. You know, that's the giveaway. Um, and you have a wife and two kids, mysteriously. Two human kids. Two human children. Um, and your wife is like an investigative journalist. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> who has no idea. Um, and it's just very cute. It's, um, I would say that it is short. If you just power through the actual levels, you could beat it in like two hours if you were good at it. Like, if you've mastered the controls of mm-hmm. walking and grabbing stuff and things like that. But there's so much little stuff to find along the way. Like, really, the real amusement of it is, like, um, 
you know, like slipping on bananas and just flying around and it's you know it is essentially like a, a story focused physics game I'm watching Octodad with his wife mm -hmm. in a romantic dinner I remember watching you play that yes and that was a bonus level yeah yeah they've added later and he's an octopus so you just can't pick anything up mm -hmm. like yeah. throwing stuff and ooh yeah it was like um, blub. it was like it gives you little um like goals to reach and one was um toast your wife with a glass of wine and it's so difficult to just so I'm like and then ended up reaching like around her head and then <laughs> to get it <laughs> it's so silly um a good game to like have a beer to you know what I mean um and just chuckle fest uh, yeah but it is short so if you're if you're the kind that doesn't like to screw around and you just want to power through you can beat it quick I've got 20 hours out of it I feel pleased that I have it. I'll play it again. Um, I mean, if you get it for like $5, it's 100% worth it. But it just depends on how many hours you expect to get out of, um, you know, a dollar, basically. But yeah. I love it. You need to play it. Yeah, I will. And it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, a fun idea. When I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to uh, have a game... Uh, like a Men in Black game where you play, maybe not the guy, but like a little guy in that guy's head. Mm -hmm. You remember the little guy who's in the eight, in the I suppose it's a robot. Do you remember the 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 little guy who has Orion's mm -hmm. in Men in Black? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like that'd be interesting. Like I'm a per I'm not really a person. I'm just a person inside this robot that looks like a person. Mm -hmm. And like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, kind like, of just, just uh, as a kid, I would always imagine this little man like, okay, so he's got levers maybe for his legs, mm -hmm. but then like, does he have like different levers just for every finger? Mm -hmm. Like, is he like? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, um, yeah, it's very cute. Um, I'd recommend it probably. What um, else? Well, where are we at here? One out of twelve. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, then I will talk about this next thing. Last thing on the list, one of mine. Um, so I finally returned to Subnautica Below Zero. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting stuck in like the crystal caverns underground last time I was playing. Like, I want to say like the first quarter of last year. And because it is something where you have to kind of remember where you're going and stuff. Um, I was like, hmm, I'll just leave this for a bit. But I returned to it. Um, and, uh, it's pretty good. Um, the first Subnautica, which was out in 2014, um... Ten years old? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, is one of my favorite games now. Like, top five, probably. Me, me too. It's one of my um, favorite. It's really nicely done, especially for so simple. Um, it's a survival game, a survival crafting game, you could say. Um, and where a lot of survival crafting games, in my opinion, like, um have difficulty in having like a a real storyline you know and um like an end game like a lot not all of them but there are a lot of crafting games that once you like Valheim I know that it's still in early access so it's not really fair but once you've kind of built everything you can build and it's like well what now yeah. um and Subnautica has like a really clear story and finish but it's also not handholdy at all so just if you haven't played it 
um, you're a, a maintenance worker on a, um, like a spaceship that's traveling through, like, rimworld planets, and, um... Are you a maintenance worker? I thought you were, like, a fitness trainer. No, he's, oh, um... okay. He's, like, a, like, a low-level, like, maintenance engineer. This is the first one. Fan, the first one. Fans refer to him as the janitor. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, like, a nobody on the ship. Um, going through, like, a planet, and then the game starts where, um, it's black screen, and you just hear, like, oh, emergency, rah, rah. And then it's you getting into a rescue pod and dropping from the ship, which then explodes in the air above you, and you're on a water planet, um, and you're trying to survive. But then there's much more story to it, and it's really, it's, for me, it has, like, a really great sweet spot where, um, it doesn't hold your hand. Like, you, it tells you, like, here are things that you can craft, you know, um, things that you can make to help you survive. But then you discover on your own, like, these logs of other people who've actually been there mm. that unfolds the story for you, like, slowly. Mm -hmm. And the exploration is really good, um, and I love the story. It was actually, like, emo Sweet. emotionally meaningful to me. Yeah, um, I really agree. Yeah, I won't spoil it. No. Um, but it's really good. Uh, and then Below Zero, the sequel, um, I guess there's a lot more, um, like, controversy over whether or not people like it as much, because it's a very different type of game. Um, you play a, a woman who, um, her sister went to a different, like, the different side of the same planet that you're on, 4546B. Um, <clears throat> there's an evil corporation, Altera, um, and you got a, a message that your sister, who was working there as a researcher, has died in an accident, and you don't believe that that's what happened, so you kind of sneak onto the planet to go looking for clues. Um, and I really like it. Um, Good. The story is definitely not, um, doesn't have as clear of a through line as the first one. Mm -hmm. Because you actually kind of have, like, three separate stories at the same time that overlap, but it's... I don't even know how I'd say it, like, they don't quite all fit together as well. But where I think that I like it is that um, if you just accept that, like, the feeling that you get from playing the first Subnautica for the first time... Cannot be. It's, it can't be replicated. It's like playing Skyrim for the first time, where it's like, whoa, you know, this in-depth world and, you know, for the time. Um... And it, you just can't capture that feeling of, like, the first time playing one of your favorite games. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I really think that if they had just done, like, almost exactly the same kind of story on the other side of the planet, you know, or like, oh, you've just, a different guy has crash-landed, and mm -hmm. um, you have to find out the mystery that we've already solved in the first one, it just wouldn't work. Um, the environments are way different which is awesome. There's some really cool environments. Some of them feel a bit dead. Um, it's like like a, an Arctic kind of region on the same planet. Um, and like some of the like Arctic spires, though, like different Arctic zones are kind of, they can feel a little bit dead. And I think that's obviously on purpose. Um, but then other environments have like so much life and um, it's really cool. Does it improve on the gameplay? I haven't played it. Um, it, it moves the story forward, which I appreciate, um, without getting too much into spoilers, um, 
you know, there's an alien intelligence that was on this planet like a thousand years ago. And you learn this pretty quickly, so it's not like a major spoiler. But You've done that in the first one, right? Yeah, you come across them um, in the first one. Well, they're like relics of their technology left behind. Um, but not just relics. I mean, whole whole buildings. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the... Yeah, sorry. Uh, you, it's not you. I'm just trying to decide how much to spoil. Um, you discover kind of early on that there is a disease on this planet that is, like, so dangerous that it could, like, wipe out all life in the universe. And this old alien species that was here, like, a thousand years ago put these like protections in place to prevent anybody from coming back to the planet or leaving the planet so they wouldn't spread this disease and you have to kind of um, and like everything is contaminated so you get the disease and you have to figure out what to do about it um so then worse below zero is different um it is less lonely than subnautica in a way that can be disappointing the first game is so lonely yeah like you don't meet another person while you're there. You read, like, PDA logs, and some of them are audio, where you, like, listen to someone talking about But they're not talking there. to you. But they're not talking to you. Yeah. It feels really hyper-lonely, but then you can feel this, like, affinity for all the, the life there. Um, and the second one... That's right. The second one does move it forward. You actually meet one of these alien intelligences. Um who is um, pretty much using your brain as, like, a USB port for itself. Um, so it does move the story forward. And I'll probably leave it there. Okay. But um, if you've never played it, sub the first Subnautica game, if you like crafting games, survival games, um, exploration games, 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. And this one's probably a 9 out of 10 for me. I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm getting close to the end, but... Tell them what great. you did in Subnautica with most of your time. <laughs> with most of my time in Subnautica? I'll tell them. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Um, I mean, like, basically a palace where every room was just uh, dedicated to pictures of the same gas Oh! Yeah. Okay. I mean, you I had like 200 about. pictures hung up. Um, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Where, um, where my, I ended up building my first, my main base. Uh, there are these creatures called gasopods. They're kind of like manatees with like these weird like poison sacks like in their leg. And the first time I saw one, I was like terrified. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I finally got up the courage to like go up to one so I could scan it. And then that same one was always right next to like the main window area of my base. And I became very attached to him and named him Jerry and took loads of pictures. And yeah, I would build bases all over the planet and just decorate them with like hundreds of pictures of Jerry being cute. Do you remember when he would come up to... We're talking about a video game animal. Do you remember when he would come up to the window and you'd look and then you'd go, Wah! Yes. And run yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the animal designs was great. Yeah. It's it's like just like cutesy and cartoony enough while also being really beautiful. Um yeah, I found it really easy to get attached to living things in that game. Especially Jerry. Yeah. Um, in Subnautica Below Zero, it's the sea monkeys that I'm really into. They're adorable. <laughs> cool. Dickheads, too. Just like real monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I super highly recommend the first Subnautica. Yeah. I feel like I've said, like, five times in this podcast, but I'll just keep saying it. I do, too. I thought it was great. Yeah. And terrifying. Just saying it. It's not all cutesy. Like, you have to keep doing going deeper and deeper 
you know, um, with no light and things get more and more scary the deeper you go, but it's worth it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else to add to that? No, not really. Play some Nautica. Play some Nautica. Anything else? That's it for the list, unless you got anything else you want to talk about. Well, uh, briefly, I mean, I don't know if we got anything to say. It's 2024. It is. Election year. Mm. Predictions. Mm. I don't know. Nothing surprises me anymore, so we'll see what happens. My predictions are that um, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump will uh, unfortunately pass away from old age like the same day, like mm -hmm. November the 1st. <coughs> mm -hmm. And then it'll be like Kamala Harris or someone else and some Republican we've never heard of and people will be like, what the fuck do we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it could. But then, but then with Trump, maybe, well, with either, with either of them, mm -hmm. just do what they did in the olden days, just stick a pole up his ass, put him on his horse. I see. Uh -huh. That's what they used to do. Trump puppet. Biden puppet. Yeah. See, the king's still alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's fallen off. Let me just... Yeah. Yeah. Who would well, you be waiting for? <laughs> um, yeah. I wish John Brownlee Jr. would run for president. That's a Republican I'd vote for. In a heartbeat. But he's too good for that shit. Would you vote for him more than Biden? Biden versus John Brownlee Jr.? I'd have to see more about his actual, like, policies. Yeah, for sure. he's not a politician. Um, yeah, he's not a politician, he's just a lawyer. Um, but... I mean... I at least think that he actually believes the things that he believes. Um, he was yeah. willing to destroy his own career to take out the Sacklers. Um, and did destroy his career doing it. Um, and yeah, we Or just... at least his political career. Yeah. Um, his potential political career. Oh, well, I mean, he lost his job as U.S. attorney as well. And yeah. He just went back to private practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, do you think, I mean, maybe you don't want to talk about it, that's okay, but there's a lot of talk about, you know, Project 2025 and, you know, how dangerous it would be if Trump won. Mm. Do you believe that? I guess yes and no. Um, there are definitely a lot of dangers, and there are also things that, um... I think that should change, that just won't, no matter who wins, so, I don't know, we'll see as things get closer. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've seen Biden talked about as like a caretaker president, mm -hmm. but I could, I could, I would kind of argue that's been most of them, mm -hmm. like Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maintain, maintain status quo, protect the banks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, protect... The Goldman. wealthy in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you get back to structural problems, you know. I mean, I don't know who would who will win, and I don't know who I would vote for, um, but I think that we can agree uh, it'll be a very civil election between mm. two, two gentlemen. And everyone will accept the results. Yeah, and you will have, you will have mega people, if they lose, going, good show. Yeah. Well, we'll try again next time. Try again next time. Yeah, I'm sure. <coughs> I'm really, I guess the only thing that 
I've thought, I mean, it's so early in the year, but I've definitely been thinking more about if we're going to start seeing more AI deepfake stuff as we get closer. Because people cannot, there's a certain um, segment of the population that is, shall we say, moronic, um, who cannot tell that AI art is AI. Um, even though you've like, oh, that person has eight fingers and, you know. Yeah, it's... Um, I just, I worry that, I know it's early with AI stuff, but I think that as we get closer, especially when we get like right up on the election, we're going to start seeing some more crazy shit in AI that people will believe is real. Yeah, I mean the whole, okay, so AI is better than that now. Mm-hmm. Like the whole finger thing. Well... No, it, it is, because what what you see is people putting in prompts. Mm-hmm. And it does that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do it properly, you've got to do Photoshop as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like touching it you up. Know, if you, like, like if you want to just make a... Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, I want... I want Eva Mendes eating an ice cream. Mm-hmm. You could get that really good as long as you don't have a hand. Mm-hmm. But if you really, really wanted that for some reason, you could just do an AI thing yeah. and then just correct all the weird oh, stuff. Oh no, I get what you're saying. I'm not even like necessarily talking about from individual campaigns, just trolls, you know, wanting yes. to if it, the, spread dissent for fun. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that's a danger. Um, a very likely danger. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we're probably at the point where it's like... Any politician could do something very, very ridiculous in front of a TV camera now. Mm-hmm. And you, you could say, I don't know if that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've no idea if that really happened. Mm-hmm. That's the, the danger and the power of yeah. it. Indeed. Well, we'll see where, what happens. I mean, there's enough weird, crazy, real shit going on. I guess at some point we'll talk about the... Some of the Epstein files, I haven't looked through them yet. They're they're now rolling them out, like, I think, like, like, like over the next, like, three weeks or something. Oh, are they? So I thought they'd release them all now. Not all at once, no. It's meaningless. It's just names. Yeah, flight no, logs I know you mean um, flight logs and uh, visitors at his house. Yeah, indeed. Trump's um, on it seven times. Clinton's on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prince Andrew's on it. Stephen Hawking. Leonardo on DiCaprio's it. on it. Um, I saw David Copperfield. Was on it. The magician. Right. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I know. I know mm-hmm. you mean, yeah. Really. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's from the from the um Virginia Jeffrey lawsuit, so it'll be specifically about like her testimony and several others that were part of the same lawsuit. I want to say, haven't read the whole thing yet. Um, they're quite long, so I probably don't know if I will read the entire thing. I think I saw like fifteen hundred pages in today's dump. Um. So we'll see. We might talk about that eventually. But yeah, the important thing being, yeah, it really is not, in my opinion, all that helpful because, you know, the actual like black book information is just who went to the island. It doesn't mean, you know, that's not evidence on its own of any criminal wrongdoing. You know, it just looks bad. So. Yeah. And and I fully believe that Clinton... I believe it too. And, and Trump were doing shit. I believe it too. Yeah, you know, I totally Based believe Based on it, but... the, the totality of, you know, other shit that they've done. Yeah. It, you know, I do believe it as well. But I think that people who really want, like, some big prosecutions to come out of this are probably going to be disappointed. You know. Just from a legal perspective. Like, being at his house doesn't mean that he had sex with underage people. Yeah. I believe they probably did, both of them. But, you know... That's not going to hold up in a court of law. 
So we'll see what happens with all that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Any any predictions for twenty twenty four then? I dare not. Yeah, not really. Um, Meteor you dare destroys not. Earth. Um, Meteor destroys Earth. Uh, I reckon right before the U.S. election, uh, Russia will use a small tactical nuclear warhead uh, on Ukraine. Uh, there won't be much uh, strategic advantage to it, but the whole point will be... Disruption. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That, I don't think that'll happen. I just... That's, that's just a guess. Sure. Well, then I think we're going to get invaded by unicorns as well. I don't know. Well, we have been observing you for thousands of years, and this is ju it's just gone too far. It's not working, guys. Yeah. It's not working. Give up. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my favourite one-panel cartoon is... I think it's Superman queuing up for the DMV or something. I can't remember who did it. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, I'm going to need a new ID. Also, the current system of government is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, anything else? Uh, I guess you should let people know that the, you know, there will be another regular video soon. Currently working on that. Um, yep. But Dead Air... Probably be back every week now for a bit. Yeah, we'll have weeks off occasionally. Yeah, we have nothing to say. Yep. You know, I'm just gonna sit here and drink coffee. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thanks to everyone on Patreon. Uh, you know, keeping my lights on. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Definitely. We're not destitute or anything, but uh, we ain't loaded. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you everyone who uh, just watches these and doesn't support us on Patreon. You know, I of course yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, and I guess if uh, it could be a good use time. an ad blocker, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you... please, please, please don't, please don't. But I don't blame you. Yeah, I hate ads too. Um, and maybe a good time since it's the first one of the year to say if anybody has any questions for us. That's it. Or like specific recommendations. Uh, for stuff to watch not promising that we'll answer those questions or talk about the things you recommend but we're open to it so we've had some great recommendations from thing you know i would have never come across signalis yeah me either i really liked it yeah i, I wouldn't have come across severance mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't have come across that either you know, yeah i really liked it so yeah. thanks thanks to everyone and um keep them coming if you got anything else yeah yeah and yeah if you want to ask either of us a question write it in the comment not promising to answer it. Try and keep it clean. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really have anything I don't want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, not anything that immediately pops to mind. But people are creative. So you know, I mean, I am uh, a resident of America. There are certain things I can't say without putting my immigration in jeopardy. So if you can ask me about my secret cobra farm or something, then I'm not going to answer. Yeah, right. In the walls. <laughs> yeah. The snakes in the walls. <laughs> the snakes in the walls. Yeah. So yeah, I hope everyone had a great Christmas and um Yeah. And thanks to everybody that watched the twelve days as well. That was great. You know, reading through the comments on that and a lot of people enjoyed Did they like it. that? I don't know. Yeah. I read you comments every day. Yeah. I was asking, like I don't know. I don't know what goes on in these places. Yes you do. <laughs> but yeah, so we're back and yeah, hope everybody had good holidays. Yeah, January really is the shittest month, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. Yeah, I mean February maybe, I remember that being miserable. Yeah, February? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, February is usually pretty miserable. I always remember it's my birthday's in February. <laughs> the worst month. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No, not really. Just, yeah, it's great to be back. Great to be back. Missed you guys. All right. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, see you next time. See ya. Blah, <laughs> blah,